what are we doing? We're hoarding people's money. We've got way more than we need. I don't think that's the purpose of government. And um, three to five years, if we're wrong, what the heck? Okay, so we were wrong. We bring the tax back. Duh, that's three to five years or 10 years, whatever it is, that people get money. And now we've got the super inflationary times. So, you know, could, could we all use a little more in our pocketbook? I think so. I don't like big government. Welcome back to the interview podcast on the Y Millbank Podcast Network from Millbank, South Dakota. This is Craig Weinberg. YMillbank.com is the website for this studio and all that comes out of it. The interviewpodcast.org is how you find this show directly. And if you want to help support the show, you get to do that using the value for value model. We create content, put it out to you free of charge. If you get value out of it, you decide what that value is. You send that back to us in the form of dollars, in the form of sharing it out to your friends, in the form of just information even. That way we can continue these chats today. Fred Deutsch, the current, one of our current sitting, I guess, uh, representatives in the South Dakota House of Representatives from District 4, uh, is in a four-way primary this next week. There are two spots, four people running, he's one of them, and I am trying to get everyone on in that race, so all of you out there listening who happen to be in District 4 can uh, have a little more information about each of these candidates to maybe help inform your vote just a little more. FredDeutsch.com. Let's jump right into it. Thanks for listening. I guess it was the last cycle you came in before the last election. So two years probably. That's probably right. Since you were in. Yeah. Um, good to be here. Welcome back into the studio. Hey, thanks. You're, you're one of the few in the, the era of COVID uh, or post-COVID that can actually make it into the studio. And we love having guests in studio. So... I appreciate it. Thanks for. Yeah. And this was a quick turnaround. This was this today or yesterday we Just, talked. This this morning. This morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I I put a thing on Facebook that I'm coming here to talk. Oh yeah. The pro life, and you must have seen that because right away I you did. sent me a little message. Mm-hmm. Hey, how about coming in? And I thought, cool, I can do that. It was great. Um, so you are in the middle of a of a big primary. Yeah. Uh, has this happened recently, where there are four people vying for two spots? Well, not here. This is my first primary ever. Okay. Um, yeah. So I don't think this is uh, anything that's been too recent. Uh, you are, what are you, two or three or four terms in? No, two, right? Well, so I served two years. Then my wife said, Fred, I need you at home. Please don't run again. So I said, yes, dear. Excellent. <laughs> and then uh, after those two years away, she changed her mind. She said, Fred, I think you can go back. You, <laughs> so I ran home again. too much. I, that's right. <laughs> she really, it was, it was challenging at the office. It, mm. it was, it was tough. We got a, a substitute chiropractor in the office, uh, helped out during the next two years. And, uh, so I was reelected. This is my end of my third term, but okay. not consecutive. So the term limit scenario, how's that breakdown? Well, so we, we can serve up to eight years consecutively or four terms consecutively. So I, I could serve and actually- And then take one off and then do it all again? 
Correct. Okay. Or 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 just you can run for every the other, other chamber. Mm. So like I could run for the Senate, and that's four terms there, or four four, four, four terms, terms, eight years there, eight years there, and then back to the House if you and wanted to. You could you can play that game. Yeah, there's no restriction with that. But I wouldn't do that. I I to me. You know, the people said enough is enough. And so I respect term limits. Um, I doubt I would go anywhere after eight years. Should uh, the people, the the public, the general population in South Dakota be able to vote on amendments directly? Or should everything be done through representation? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, No, I think South Dakota loves the ability to have uh, a say at the ballot box, and, and uh, you know, I I think. Um, Did, oh, sorry, does that push us a little bit closer to a true par- parts of a true democracy, which is basically the some call it a mob rule? I don't know. Um, I I um I don't know if I'd call it a mob rule. Rule. Um, you know it it. Oh, majority is what I meant to say. I'm sorry. Oh, majority. Oh, is that what you mean? That changes the whole complexion. Words are important, right? They certainly are. <laughs> um, no, I, I think uh, people should be able to go and vote directly. I like that. Um, what I don't like is the influence of money on mm. that process um, where, you know, to get on the ballot, you got to get so many signatures. Well, you can pay people to go out and get signatures and then you can have a lot of money uh, advertising for uh, passing the amendment and so that makes it challenging we're a test ground for a lot of issues and problems from other states that they want to see how it will go in South Dakota is that because it's it's easy to yeah it's to easy fund it? it's easy to get on the ballot we only have you know, less than 900,000 people in the whole state. So you don't have to spend a lot of money mm. with TV and radio and so on, podcasts. I, I have seen not one dime, <laughs> by the way. None. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so there. Yeah. Not that I'm asking for it either. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know I if know. I'd want hey, that, well, we that money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, because Amendment C is coming up, and that, yeah. that, that raises the threshold for how an amendment if i understand it right that costs money a certain amount of money is is that what it is if if like the, to to operate correct like how much the 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 amendment would cost the state to operate no am i, am I wrong in that well so if somebody wants to bring an amendment mm-hmm. for the people to vote on if the amendment costs $10 million over five years. To implement, correct? To to implement, to operate. Okay. If it would raise taxes, mm-hmm. specifically raise taxes, then it would take a supermajority of the people to say, yes, we agree to that. So only if it raises taxes. So, for example, we know that the um, amendment to... Um, pass recreational marijuana mm-hmm. is going to be on the ballot this November. There is no tax increase with that right now. The way it's written has nothing to do with that. That that tax increase is left up to legislature. It's not addressed at all in the amendment. So, fifty percent plus one it'd mm-hmm. just be a, a 
standard majority. simple majority. If it would have said, okay, we're going to raise taxes X percent, 15, mm-hmm. 20 percent, whatever, then it would have taken more South Dakotans, a super majority, okay. if that example would have would so have occurred. So from the legislature, if a tax bill, a tax increase bill comes to the legislature, does that require a supermajority to pass? It, it does. It's 66% in each chamber. So if you got 70% in one chamber and 65% in the other, it fails. Okay. So it's 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 two-thirds in each chamber. So the theory then is Amendment C might be leveling the playing field, making uh, the an amendment brought by the citizens meet the same threshold. That it is uh, that's in, right. in the legislature? Is that's that, right. Is that fair? A, sim- a similar threshold, right. Legislature to raise taxes requires two-thirds. The citizenry would require 60%. A little close. Bit. Okay. Yeah, close. Yeah. And I support C. I think it's a good thing. I think, you know, if, I'm a conservative. I don't, I don't want to raise taxes. And I think it should be harder to raise taxes. How come the half uh, percent tax did not get shut down this last term? didn't pass right um no i got I, killed it got killed i voted for it i'm sorry I, it got moved to the 41st day yeah 41st day which yeah. means killed yep yeah um i don't know uh insider politics uh there was the concern that uh, we didn't have enough money that um we don't we can't project far enough down the road um so we need all the money that we have um and so so this just feeds into the the perception that when a government even in pretty conservative South Dakota implements a tax that's temporary quote unquote uh it's never going away i would agree i i i uh you know I, i'm not a historian i i don't know since the state has uh been in operation if there's ever been a a tax that's gone away but that's uh as far as i know you bring a tax on it's permanent it ain't gonna go away and we tried to to we tried multiple mechanisms to return money to the people Mm -hmm. um the food tax um tried to do away with that tried to give back from the gas tax i mean we we you know, a gas tax holiday. I supported all of those uh, because uh, what do we do when we're hoarding people's money? We've got way more than we need. I don't think that's the purpose of government. And um, three to five years, if we're wrong, what the heck? Okay, so we were wrong. We bring the tax back. Duh, that's three to five years or 10 years, whatever it is, that people get money. And now we've got the super inflationary times. So, you know, could could we all use a little more in our pocketbook? I think so. I don't like big government. Um, and, and I think that having money sit in the government's pocketbook um, makes some people want to spend it and grow government. I don't think that's a good idea. At least we haven't seen what Minnesota, their governor, tried or <clears throat> might have actually done a couple months ago where he was campaigning on um, giving back a surplus of revenue, I guess, back to the people. But his, and, and it blew my mind that this is legal. 
Um, I don't care what party you're part of. This shouldn't be legal for anyone to do. The big board there, as he was announcing this, payback of your taxes that was overpaid to the state or whatever. And, you know, they, they have too much money. It was named Walls Checks. The guy's name is Tim Walls, governor of Minnesota. And the he was promoting Walls Checks. And I think I heard Jesse Ventura did something similar. How is that not buying votes directly? <laughs> because, Fred, if you went and you said, hey, Craig, here's X money or here's something I'll give you if you vote for me, that's a crime. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's right. How is it not if you are in power and giving out money in order in during an election? I don't know. It, it felt really dirty. Yeah, sounds dirty. It, yeah. Um, <clears throat> you are blatantly pro-life. Blatantly, good word. Yeah. What does that mean? What does pro-life for me to mean? To you, what does it mean? It means protecting human life from conception to natural death. It means... Um, loving unborn babies as much as we love born babies um and um when people get old and sick we protect their lives too uh it means we don't um kowtow to uh, people that want to um help other people and their lives assisted suicide uh we work against that Why? Because we value human life. But what if someone t- chooses? I mean, it's up to them. C- can they not make that choice for themselves? Um, maybe if you're an anarchist or a libertarian, but otherwise, um, <laughs> otherwise, we we value life. It's it is a. Um, Do we value quality of life? Certainly, but we but beyond that. There's a certain dignity to just being alive. It's a spark that each man has. Call it what you want. The Holy Spirit. Um, I don't know. But that spark gives each of us this quality of life, this quality that is life, even, even if you're bedridden, um, that should not be taken away. How can you be pro-life, so against abortion, mm-hmm. and against welfare? <laughs> um, I'm not against welfare. Um, I believe the state has a responsibility to help support people that cannot take care of themselves. To, to what extent? So those that are disabled, those that... Um, that, that is the state's responsibility? I, I believe the state has um, a role to play, yes, in, in, in providing um, some type of sustenance to people that cannot care for themselves. Now, that said, I'm not, we can talk about expanding Medicaid. I, I don't support that. Why? Um, because um, the expansion of Medicaid would uh, provide dollars to people that um, have the ability to work themselves, that um, 
can certainly go back to school and uh, get a, an education and and further their their careers. Um, I don't believe the state has a responsibility to pay people that um, have the ability to work. What is a living wage? I think that's that's a hard question. Um, it's it's different from every person, you know. I mean, when I was a student, I got by pretty. I worked for minimum wage, <laughs> and I don't know if minimum. I mean, I worked for well. When I was 14, I worked for a dollar sixty an hour, but my parents, <laughs> you know, put a roof over my head right. and fed, fed me. <laughs> right. You know, so uh, that's that's a tough question. Well, because that seems to be bantied about across the country, you know, a, a livable minimum wage, basically. And so a lot of people say 15 bucks an hour should be the, the, the standard minimum wage. Uh, um, is that a reasonable scenario to establish? I mean, South Dakota, was it six years ago, increased their voted, the people voted to in, increase the minimum wage to, was it 925 yeah, somewhere, probably somewhere around there. Yeah, uh, and you know that and it surprised me a little bit that that would have passed in a state like this, mm-hmm. um, but it did. Sure, you know I think there's a difference between paying a minimum wage for a, a high school kid that you know wants to earn twenty, forty, fifty, a hundred bucks um, versus um, a minimum wage for. Um, a mom or a dad that's raising a family. Ooh, that'd be an interesting thought to create a scale of minimum wage based on age and responsibility. Well, I, I don't know if I'd go there, but um, yeah, it'd be interesting. Um, you are, I'm assuming, pro-gun. Yeah, yep. What does that mean? Well, uh, it means uh, that uh, I support the Second Amendment. I believe that um, that is the way that we protect all the other rights that our forefathers provided us. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm proud to be endorsed by the NRA, the only one in District 4 among the candidates that is. What, is that, what, what does that do for you? Well, to be endorsed by, by that. And I say that because currently, right now in America, you know, with the shooting in Uvalde, Texas, mm-hmm. um, and then the NRA's convention in Houston, yeah, the, you know, the week after that, um, there's a ton of bad press that, well, more bad press than normal for that. Mm-hmm. So, it, is that a detriment to you to be to be endorsed by them at this point? No, not at all. Not in South Dakota. Um, you know, uh, gun owners' rights are are important to South Dakotans, and they're important to me. Um, it's a it's a foundational issue. Um, foundational constitutional issue. And um, I, I don't think, um, you know, that tragedy that happened in Texas and clearly was a tragedy. Um, you know, if you restrict gun rights, I don't think the, that tragedy is going to go away. I mean, the examples, look at Chicago. They have some of the toughest um, gun laws in the country and the murders escalate every week every month they just go through the roof so uh, you know we we have real significant social issues in this country um mental health 
is is something we definitely need to address um and um i think that's more of an underlying issue than than the, the guns but if the mentally ill or mentally unstable person was unable to have access to a firearm would they would that cut down on the carnage that they could render on others um possibly is that not worth looking at um i think everything is worth uh looking at um you know i i don't know what different states do with with that but um you know i i would never turn away from anything that's would seemingly be reasonable common sense perhaps yeah that's a good I mean, word that, that, that's the word bandied about the common sense yeah. we, we need common sense gun yeah, laws yeah, yeah. thank you thank you um so <laughs> i mean what what would that look like to have a common sense abortion law oh, i'm sorry i meant gun law what did you really mean <laughs> uh a common sense gun law. i think you know what um so i've i've been a legislator here you know i just finished my sixth year and I think we have common sense gun laws in South Dakota. I think we have really good gun laws. Um, I think our governor has done a wonderful job uh, with with helping usher through um, common sense gun laws that respects our Second Amendment rights. So the Second Amendment has a word in there that feels kind of uh, all-encompassing. Shall not be infringed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What does that mean? I think it means what it says. So does that mean, I think with, uh, I had uh, earlier today, I interviewed Taffy Howard, and um, that, you know, if it's uninfringible, there's a lot of laws currently on the books that infringe the right to keep and bear arms at, at some level. I mean, they have to. The fact that you have to be 21 to buy certain things. You have to go through a background check. Um, there are certain restrictions that are in place. Are those illegitimate and unconstitutional? If if a quote-unquote common-sense gun law now is not in keeping with the Second Amendment, how are the gun laws that exist in keeping with it? You know, if if we were to ever pass a law that the folks that don't like the Second Amendment thought was unconstitutional, we would be for a court yesterday. I mean, uh, the fact that that has not happened um, tells me that we're on the right track um, because there is a dynamic you know, between the forces of those who support the Second Amendment and those who oppose it. And and every time we have one of these terrible tragedies, that all becomes inflamed again. Um, and, you know, now we're having this conversation nationally, which we should. Um, I, I think we always need to be looking for, for answers. I bet your conversation with Taffy was interesting. It was. Yeah. Um, I keep going back to this common sense idea. Common sense gun law. 
And then, you know, because the, the people on the other side of the aisle from you tend to be all, um, like in, in the abortion debate, it is free and unfettered. Just wide open. That's what they want. Mm-hmm. Unlimited and, abortion. Yeah, unlimited, yeah. yeah. Access yeah. up up to and Including, in some states beyond birth. Yeah. Uh, right. I think California just passed a bill in their assembly uh, last week. Wow. That would extend the ability. Uh, um, it actually keeps. So they can get rid of toddlers. Uh, 28 days, I think. 28 <clears throat> was days. Was the limit, yeah. After birth. After birth. After birth. So the kid screams a lot. Yeah. Diarrhea. So the under, the way you read Lord the bill mercy. Okay. is that mother c- cannot be investigated for wrongful death in the event that within that, that period of time, um, the baby is no longer living. I'll have to look at that. That just, is that a Pelosi thing or what? It's the, the California Assembly. Oh, the California Assembly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And th- there's several people that I am connected to down there that have been up in arms about it just because i mean the fact that it's they're being so brazen about afterbirth that's insane anyway 20 28 days I, yeah i, I don't well, care so how why, you come down well, on abortion okay, well, why why not 28 years well or 60 yeah it's wow 80, yeah. <clears throat> so you know what we're doing here in south dakota have you have you heard what's coming down the pike you tell us um well so we're we're putting together legislation that would um, treat abortion just like a homicide of someone that's born. So if you murder a two-year-old, a 20-year-old, a 50-year-old, you're going to face life in prison here. And that's going to be the same penalty, if we can pass it, for somebody that performs an abortion, kills an unborn baby. We're going to treat it as a homicide now, not the woman would face no penalty, but the physician mm. would go to jail. That's interesting you say that because just last year, uh, here on Main Street in Millbank, we had a, a heinous murder. Mm. Um, outrageous. There was a couple that got murdered um, by a family member with blunt force. Mm-hmm. Well, the lady was pregnant. That is a triple homicide. Mm-hmm. It's being charged as one. Yeah. That to me, I mean, it it, it makes sense. I mean, I have four children. Absolutely. Um, that's one thing we have in the, common. How about that? Yeah. How many girls? One. Ah, uh, I got four girls. Oh my! So we had estrogen city in <laughs> in the Deutsch house. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, but back to my thought that you know the the pro abortion crowd wants. No rules. Correct. Un- unfettered, just access. Yes, yes. Because um, it's a woman's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, fine. But what I'm wondering is how, if compromise is what we need to talk about here, mm-hmm. we're being pushed really hard, the the world, l- listen to any news, turn on any cable news right now, and you're going to get, um, we got to have common sense gun laws because we don't want another shooting like happened in the school and all these things. Well, couldn't we take that same, and that was deliberate, the common sense abortion law, couldn't we go down that road and actually push that way a little bit to to see what would happen? Because both of those things technically are in the Constitution, life and the ability to protect yourself, I think. So I don't know what... uh... 
common sense law is to allow for the murder of an unborn baby. Uh, I don't know what that would be. I got to run here pretty soon. You do. Well, I am uh, this. <laughs> you do have to go. Sorry, we're pushing it. I didn't realize how close it was. It's fun. We are having we fun. We should do this again. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, June 7, which is uh, less than a week away. Yes. The primary in District 4. Yes. Uh, if you're a registered Republican. That's correct. You get to vote. And I would sure appreciate people giving me consideration. Sorry, p- punching my microphone. Yeah. Um. Well, where can people find your info if they need to... Uh, to dig more information about Fred. Well, they, they, can, go? they can go to freddeutsch.com. And your last name is D-E-U-U-T-S-C-H, just like the word German. Um, Excellent. Deutsch, freddeutsch.com. Yeah. Perfect. Well, I will uh, let you get to your next event. Thank um, you. This was fun. Absolutely. I, I feel like come we back. just got started. I know. You'll have to come back like when it's not election time. Yeah. What do we talk about? Life. Come on. Life. You, you had four girls. The stories oh, you must have. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. We didn't even talk about the COVID restrictions that happened during in South Dakota. Yeah. Oh, that'd be things. good stuff. Yeah. Med- medicine but, today, what science looks like. Yeah. Yeah. All good stuff. All yeah, kinds of topics. Yeah. Yeah. Come yeah. back. Yeah. Thank you. I will. Yeah. I'd love to talk about life because God is good, always good, and um, I feel very blessed. You know what just happened in my life? Nope. 40 years of matrimony. I just, yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah. 40 (laughs) years. Yeah. Man. So, and uh, we're working on our eighth grandchild. Um, Our daughter is. Your kids are working on them. Yeah. Okay. Just making sure. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yes. I mean, God is good. This is, I'm, I'm loving life and I'm, um, 65 and my bones are slowing down. I'm feeling my joints. The chiropractor in me is feeling all my muscles and everything, <laughs> but I'm saying, I don't care because uh, life is good. And I just want to, I want to live every day, man. You know what? I don't know how many more days I have. I mean, this, <laughs> this is definitely the, the autumn. I don't feel like I'm in the winter yet, but I'm in the autumn of my life. And, uh, I, I want to, Enjoy every single one. Awesome. Yeah. FredDeutsch.com. I hope this helped inform you a little bit about Fred, so it might help solidify your voting choices. Otherwise, if you don't vote in District 4, um, I hope you got a little insight into just another perspective. Yeah. So, thanks Good. for coming in. Yeah, thank you, Craig. Absolutely. Thanks, Fred, for coming in on a short notice. It's always fun to have people in studio. It's always the best. FredDeutsch.com for more information. Remember, if you do vote in District 4, June 7, 2022 is voting day. Or vote early, just not often. (laughs) WhyMilbank.com, again, is the website for the studio. And TheInterviewPodcast.org takes you directly to the page for this show where you can help support the show in whatever value you get out of it. Everything is appreciated. We thank everyone that helps support this show in every way possible. Thanks a lot. We'll see you next time. Have a wonderful day.